All right, so back to my question, Garrett, which is the first time I'm asking it since we probably restarted. <laughs> going to you going to Japan? This uh, you had a big trip lined up. Big year for Japan, right? Big year for Japan. You well, doing it? Well, I I got I do have plane tickets and it's gonna be great, man. Mm-hmm. The anime, the manga, the ramen for hotels and itinerary. I don't think I'm going to be able to make it. I don't yeah, think they're well, going to let me go. You don't think they're going to let you go? Japan's not in the cards. If Japan happens to not be in the cards for you, buddy, don't worry. There are alternatives. Might I recommend the beautiful country of Argentina? Hey, I like Argentina. Hey, and you know why you're there? You know, there's probably some bucket list items that you should check out. Maybe you should go see a nice football game you know okay uh here it's very big over there they have uh, quite a competitive team i mm-hmm. hear that the uh you, you know they have lots of uh, beautiful uh natural wonders and sights that you can go see the the hiking and the outdoors is, is gorgeous but you know one thing that you should definitely not do when you're in argentina uh, i i mean i can't think of anything up drink the, the water uh you should definitely not play any of their Shrek 2 board <laughs> games. Now, there's there's this stipulation out there that exists. I've seen a couple of Yelp reviews. I've seen some people going, eh, I don't know about that. The Shrek 2 board games specifically are really, really uh, dicey. Out there. Uh, would you care to elaborate on this, Jeff? You know, Shrek 2, probably one of the best movie franchises uh, across the board. Um, <laughs> Shrek 2. The Shrek 2, the Shrek movie, 2 franchise. movie franchises. Not- Shrek, not not That's Shrek. Re- I mean, the it Shrek really 2. started with Shrek Two, right? Shrek Two is a, is in and of itself its own franchise, considering all the merch that came out. And uh, today we're going to be going into a specific game that uh, that covers uh, those two great industries: the board game industry and the massive Shrek Two industry, specifically in Argentina. Oh, absolutely. We're gonna be we're gonna be broadening our minds, and we're gonna be going over the border. For this one, guys, it's going to be a great episode. But first, what are you listening to? Welcome to Roll and Move, the Internet's podcast that takes a look at awful board games. Doesn't matter where they're from. Doesn't matter what language they're written in. Yes, this one was in uh, Spanish, but that didn't stop us. We got Garrett Lively, who took three years of it, I think, in high school. <laughs> Something, right? like that. Something like that. But we were uh, so did I. Between the two of us, six years. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we're we're ready to go go along for the for the journey and the adventure and sh- really prove that it doesn't matter where you're from, you can still shit out a bad board game in any part of the world. And I'm your first co-host, Thomas Jungerberg, and with me here as always is uh, Garrett Lively. And as soon as as I speak the second most Spanish, I'll be joining you on this little adventure. Who's that? That means Jeff has to be first place, right? Is that you, Jeff? I'm also in second place. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> seeing as Garrett and I tied for the same amount of years of Spanish in high school. Um, fun fact, uh, I can't remember how many. I think we learned more Spanish uh, trying to get out of quizzes and tests, Garrett, right? Than, uh, yes. And convincing our teacher that you know today wasn't the day that you were. Nah, no, you didn't schedule this for week. today. Nah. Um, so yeah, that's the extent of our Spanish. But um, we we Lunas? trudged through this no. game today. No, not Lunas. <laughs> no, no. You said that you said <laughs> the Lunar New Year. You didn't say Lunas. <laughs> you said it all wrong. 
Said it all wrong. Oh, I did. Yeah, yeah, you did. Oh, you did, Miss Towers. I guess you're right. You said today was a lab day, Miss Towers. We're supposed to go into the lab and listen to Shakira music videos. What is what board game are we looking at today, Gary? What is the actual name of this thing? Because it actually has a little peculiar. Yeah, yeah. So I found on Tabletop Simulator Workshop Shrek 2 Juego de Mesa, and what sold me on it was in the top right hand corner. There's a embedded image of the shrek 2 dvd that says uh you know coming soon in spanish and then below the board game name it says blockbuster exclusive <laughs> and that that sold me so today we are playing the i i i think it was only in argentina I, it was definitely produced in argentina I, I don't know if they sold it in other spanish-speaking countries but uh we are playing the spanish shrek 2 uh, roll and move game that was put out as an exclusive for people that I think pre-ordered the Shrek 2 DVD from from Blockbuster. <laughs> so, for for all our Zoomers out there, our Gen <laughs> Z folk, Garrett, can you remind them what exactly is Blockbuster? Yeah, so Blockbuster was you got to explain it to them in their terms, right? So it's right. You got to say it was the Netflix right, so think, of the nineties. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't like that. It was more okay. So think of like your OnlyFans account. You're paying three ninety nine. i hope i hope there aren't gen z's on OnlyFans. how old are how old are gen zers now they are anywhere between like 13 and i think early 20s okay well okay so only the 18s we got this right in this mature so the only fan you you think of your only fans account but uh think of it as a physical physical like uh what do you what do you call it? Karen knows what do you call it now? A thumb drive or like a uh, a not a floppy disk? Whatever you guys are using these days, but they they physically hand you over the the goods that you want to see, and you take it home, you pop it into your computer at the time, your DVD player, <laughs> and that would project the video that you wanted to see, and you got to keep that physical version of the video for. Uh, usually five days, I think, was the standard at Blockbuster. Uh, for newer releases, sometimes three. Uh, sometimes they'd have specials. Yeah. You could do it for like a week or two weeks. You're like, no late fees. But you had to bring it back in time or else you would get the aforementioned late fees. And that's that's where they really made their money. That's um, it's, it's very interesting that you sort of pitch it like that. Uh, whenever I've had to explain Blockbuster to <laughs> some younger it crowd. It sounds like I you've had say, to do it a couple times, Tom. I, I just <laughs> say it's a red box but a building. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's fair. You know, you got you still got red boxes in the grocery store. You gotta store go. You gotta go a little bit farther back. It's like a it's like a flash drive, but like thirty times the size. And, then, <laughs> and you uh, walk inside of it, and you can look at the files, and all the files have like. Well, I was gonna go the, the the VHS route, and you can pop it into this really big flash drive, USB drive, huge, mm. <laughs> yeah. that connects to its own uh, your own monitor. The monitor at th- those times were, you know, they were three feet deep. <laughs> And well, pounds. regardless, regardless of anyone's experience with uh, Blockbuster, whether it was new or whether they're learning about it for the first time or they're certainly not and they're laughing along with us, it's uh, all they sold was videos there. Videos and then like Bunch of Crunch and like some of the really crappy uh, Bunch of Crunch wasn't crappy and Cookie Dough Bites were beautiful. But <laughs> most of the do, popcorn they stuff. Started they started to do video games, too. Towards yeah, the they ran in some video games. The but the, the last thing that you would think that they would be selling is board games <laughs> specifically board games that they had exclusive rights to sell meaning you couldn't get these outside of in like a target or a toys r us or 
in a Walmart or anything like that. No, the only place that you could get your hands on the official Shrek 2 board game in Argentina or other Spanish-speaking countries, potentially, was through Blockbuster. It is so strange. Like, imagine if Netflix started to sell merch. It's such a sidestep from the normal stuff that they're selling. I don't know. But maybe it's like, oh, we're looking at something to do tonight as a family. Might as well do board games. Did they they ever do, do like, seen it stuff at Blockbuster? Do you guys remember seeing that there? I don't remember. I mean, like, I guess they were trying to expand into doing more, like, entertainment overall. Like, they were renting... Not only were they renting videos and board games and DVDs, they started renting whole game systems. Like, you could rent an Xbox. Um, oh, I remember that. I rem- I yeah. rented an, an, a Nintendo 64 from Blockbuster. And then they, they started to try to rival, like, GameStop, where there was, you could, like, sell and trade games, too. Like, they had a whole thing. Right. Um, but I don't know if they expanded beyond those two formats between video and, and games. I don't think there was anything else. Not off the top of my head, at least. Mm-hmm. And... Also, so going back to the board game that we're playing, this was a Blockbuster exclusive. It's incredibly difficult (laughs) to get any information on this game other than the fact that it was at Blockbuster in Argentina at one point. Like, that is... So how did you find this game? Were you just searching through Tabletop Simulator? Yeah, I was searching searching through Tabletop Simulator, the workshop, which just has mods that fans put on there. And generally, when I'm looking for games for the podcast, I'll I'll type in, you know, uh, franchises from the, the, you know, a decade or so ago. And so Shrek, I was like, hey, I bet there's some good Shrek. Because I remember the Shrek video games. Uh, there, there were some gems in there. So I was like, I bet there's some bad Shrek board games that, that definitely came out. And this one stuck <laughs> out to me, again, because that Blockbuster exclusive patch is right Just there. Sticking front right and there. Yeah. yeah. And uh, that's, yeah, I mean, that's it. That's how I found it. There, I do have a little <laughs> information on the back of the box, I, I guess, to further bolster what little we do know about it. I do have the DreamWorks Home Entertainment logo right on the back of the box so i I guess it was officially sanctioned by dreamworks um and then we know it was produced or we think it was produced by a group called grupo ngx but we can't find any information on this group and i I think a little bit like at all not even about just board games or like anything about like i think we just saw that we found their logo once we google searched them but other than that i couldn't find a single thing and we know that the game came out in 2004 roughly right before the release of the shrek 2 movie on dvd so that that is really the extent of what we what we know about the game. Other than how to play it, the the rules we did have, uh, the cards we had, the board we had. But as far as like who made it, how popular it was, and and you know, all that stuff, we we don't have very much. We did find a Spanish eBay where it was listed for four hundred ninety dollars. So if you're looking collector's yeah, item, <laughs> if you're looking to get a copy of that, that's what we know. However. Well, I will say some some things I do know about is uh, a little. I was doing a little bit of research about board games that are popular in Argentina. So apparently, Monopoly is like the the most popular Tier style one. of game in Argentina, yeah. and mm-hmm. so they they like the roll and moves. They like collecting things and then uh, screwing over your opponents. Um, so they they have a version of Monopoly that was that was popular that was that was based on. Um, the eternal debt or the, the the debt external that they had stopped paying interest on in the at the turn of the millennium back in the the, the knots and which I think is just resolved I think it just resolved in 2016 what I was looking at so they they had some uh, fun theming on that but mostly not a, not a huge board gaming country from what I see uh, they, they do mm-hmm. play a little bit of cards but 
they from the board games that they do play, mostly rolling moves, Monopoly style, square boards, uh, screwing over people, and uh, collecting. Yeah, it, it is. Uh, it is definitely a uh, a new and exciting entry into this uh, into our our library that we have here. For it Roland was probably Moon, the so, most uh, time we spent like researching a game and like continuously hitting dead ends and being like, all right, we got to find something. You know, like we got to find something, and we just right. kept digging. Like, we probably spent. I don't know. We just probably like 30, 40 minutes like going through it. Just and I was just like, well, we're just the best thing that I could get is like this little peek behind the curtain here. One of the ways that we approach is we're like, okay, well, what sort of things are we going to be able to talk about the game? And I was like, I could talk about a completely unrelated N64 (laughs) game that this reminded me of. Like that is how desperate we were getting in order to try and generate some sort of. some sort of talking points about the game and the, the way that it's played and sort of the background of the company. But it is a uh, almost as soulless and as effortless, <laughs> like zero effort put into it as uh, Harry Potter. Maybe the Desperate Housewives game, maybe Trouble. <laughs> it is just so empty. It is so, like the board itself, the guy scanned the board and you can see the crease marks down it. It's got nothing but like the a couple of I think it's a blue board and you have a couple of like clip art cutouts of Shrek around and it's all the it's all the same movie the movie assets that you would get in a marketing kit if you were officially approved by DreamWorks which they were and then you just have like a bunch of squares sort of like a crossword puzzle that are going out branching and intersecting one another and you have paths that you can go down and you collect three items by collecting currencies as cookies and then you go to the end after you collect all three items and you win that's it <laughs> and and i actually think it's interesting that you, you when you when you bring up the fact that argentina one of their loves is uh the monopoly board game right it's one of the most popular sure. ones over mm-hmm. there did you notice the mechanic in the game that actually sort of lends itself to monopoly uh it stuck out like a sore thumb to me you land on so this has nothing to do with, like, any thematically in the game. I think what you're trying to do is you pick either Shrek, you pick uh, Cameron Diaz's character, Fiona. I think Fiona, Princess Fiona, mm-hmm. uh, or Donkey, or Puss in Boots, and you're going around collecting cookies to buy magical items so that you can go uh, to the end castle, right. right? And the items are pretty random that you're collecting. You're collecting a carriage, a wand, and a potion. I can't remember if that has something to do with the story or not. But then all of a sudden, you have, like, on the spaces... Some of them are like, go forward two spaces. Some of them are like, you're in jail. Some of them say, collect two cookies, which are the currencies that you're going to need to be able to buy those. And there's random spaces with other characters on there. Like, if you're Shrek, you can land on a donkey space. And then you got to pay donkey two cookies, which is like the exact mechanic from Monopoly that you said that they have such a big thing for, you know? And it makes no sense why that would be part of the game. But it is. <laughs> yeah. You're traveling with your friends and handing off cookies for them to buy. Right. And go. then sometimes you pull orange cards or chance cards yep. that are, you know, it's like, oh, you are with your friends again. Collect two cookies. Yeah, like, talk that's to the, exactly what one of my. Yeah. Talk to the king. You gain or lose cookies. Yeah. Right. And there. Yeah. And like you said, there's a jail that you have to roll out of and stuff. So. Yeah. The more that I think about it, the more monopoly like elements I'm starting to notice in this thing with like chance cards and jail and then like landing on it. It's. It's almost like it's dawning right before my eyes, and I'm starting to see all the puzzle pieces coming together that really they had to make a Shrek game, but what they really wanted to do was make another Monopoly game. (laughs) 
Yeah, the, the chance cards were kind of funny, too, because a lot of them were very Monopoly-like and chance-like, like, game five, you know, you talk to the king, game five cookies, or, or you know, whatever. And then some of them were, like, almost, you know, cranium-esque. Or uh, I think yeah. I think we had a couple of these in Beeropoly that just, like, had you go get your friends a beer, and if you do, you know, gain 50 bucks or, or whatever. But I was looking through it, and, you know, there's one that's, like, imitate uh, Shrek with his worst manners, and if you don't do it, you lose two cookies. And then there's another one that says, imitate a cat with boots, um, and then gain five cookies. <laughs> so there's some, like, acting ones <laughs> that they just throw in here just to, you know, really really mix it up. Give it a, give it a little bit of zest, uh, a little variety to, to differentiate it from Monopoly. So a, a uh, couple a couple of those touches, which I, I thought was pretty funny. Yeah, I, I'm okay with adding more themes, but when they just add it just to have another, like, say, check off a box and say we have another one, and they don't really integrate it into the game, it's the worst, so... Well, they didn't have a Cards Against Humanity style, like everybody play their favorite uh, favorite yeah, orange card. Sure. That's for... the new flavor. That's a new Monopoly now. <laughs> what would be the worst flavor? Burp. Or something like that. Yeah. I, and I know we sort of glanced over, like, what was in the box, um, but there's really there's really not a lot. And I feel like it's I, – I know it probably seems like we're really, really going very light on the gameplay and the mechanics of it, but, you know, there really isn't too much to this game. Is there anything that I forgot in sort of my – my preliminary descriptions of the game. Uh, one small thing is that where it does, I think, kind of differentiate from Monopoly is you can. There are certain paths on the board. It's not a. It's not a set square. It's more like um, uh, maybe it, it's kind of like three three loops that are connected, almost a Venn diagram esque. But you can there and that at the intersection of those loops, you can choose to go either way down those paths. So there is a little bit of decision making as far as where you want your dice to take you. Um, and also collecting the items. I don't know if you said this, but the three items, the potion, the carriage and the wand, they, they give you like special powers. Uh, I believe the carriage allows you to double your dice roll to move if you choose to. So there is a little bit of decision making that they add in there that isn't present in the at least the roll and move aspect of Monopoly. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's certainly nice to have a little bit of a freedom and a little bit of a choice when you're rolling a dice. I frequently found myself going, "Okay, I can move two spaces down this direction," or if I go to four, and you're just basically trying to avoid having to give away cookies yeah. or having to go to jail or land on a yeah. And there spot. are some cases where you can go two different paths. So. And then you do that plus the double moves, you get four different options. So there's some small times in the game where you felt like you could actually make a little bit of choice, but you know, a lot of them were because there's such limited variety in the types of spaces. It didn't feel like there was much. The biggest one for me is when I was in jail and you guys chose not to roll a six for the rest of the game. So I was literally (laughs) in jail for the rest of the the entire game. There's no time limit on when you're in jail. Uh, of getting out so it's just whenever someone finally rolls a six you can get out and we were kind of near the end of the game anyway uh yeah i I think i think it's very interesting and i i know we didn't really talk about this in the history but shrek was (coughs) i mean a cash cow right for in the early super popular it was huge yeah Uh, it's dreamworks biggest biggest money making asset yeah and i i think the sequel and even the third made just as much money as the original which i I think the original kind of stands alone as like you know the movie that at least you know nowadays that you refer back to and and would still watch but you know Mm -hmm. i I don't know i don't even know how many movies they came out with but i'm looking at board game geek and they have i don't know 15 or so games that they came out with and one that was kind of similar to this one is called shrek flipped out fairy tales that came out in 2006 
Um, it does have a lot mm. of the same elements. It's got some gingerbread man cookies, which is the currency in the game we played. Uh, it has a jail. It's got some lose lose a turn mechanics, um, and it looks like you're just trying to get to the last space and collect a couple items on the way. But the board layout's wholly different, and it's I don't know. It's more thematic in in this game. The sorry, the fairy the flipped out fairy tales version. It's got some more artwork. It's got like its own design as opposed to just like plopping some squares down on a board and filling them with the movie assets. So, it, I don't know. They, it's it's not a hugely inspired game, but uh, I don't know. Shrek was such a cash cow that they they had a lot to, I guess, easily pull from and not have to think too much about it. Uh, I'm looking at the <clears throat> wiki article for it now. and So, from the films, <clears throat> original Shrek came out in 2001, Shrek 2 in 2004, Shrek the 3rd in 2007, Shrek Forever After in 2010, and there was just a number of spinoffs. So Puss in Boots was obviously one of them. Uh, television series, uh, Adventures of Puss in Boots, uh, Shrek the Halls, which were TV specials, Scared Shrekless. Uh, they had a musical in 2008, which is a pretty big deal for you know any series. Um, oh yeah, I mean that was that was Universal's big play to get some of their stuff, their assets on Broad, their intellectual properties on Broadway because Disney's just been owning Broadway. Yeah. Uh, with Lion King and Frozen and uh, Little Mermaid musical, yeah, and they and, chose Shrek, which is <laughs> yeah, which is great. Um, there, you know, they have uh, theme park rides. I think it, um, at Universal they have Shrek 4D, which I've unfortunately I've ridden before. <laughs> Get the smell of dragon the back. Yeah. Um, mm. And then uh, what I didn't realize is that it's all based on a children's novel that came out in 1990. So there's actually a Shrek, a children's book. Um, mm-hmm. With you know he, him as the antihero, I suppose. <laughs> and Tom, <laughs> I, I know you had a, a video game that you were going to compare this to, but I, I think it's also interesting to see the just varying branches they went off on when when making Shrek games. Oh yeah. Uh, so <laughs> for video games, they they had four entries into the main series, which makes sense: Shrek, Shrek Two, Shrek the Third, and Shrek Forever After, which you know exactly follows the movies. But then they had uh, four racing games, Shrek, Swamp, Kart, Speedway, along with the Smash and Crash Racing, and just the classic Shrek Kart, and then finally DreamWorks Superstar Karts, which I, I can't imagine how well that did. They had some party games, they had some fighting games, they had some educational games. Uh, overall, it looks like about 30 video games were published, uh, <laughs> with with all of them on IGN rating it like a 3, 3.3, 5.6. <laughs> You know, 5.6 is generally the, the higher. But uh, the, the main series games, those got a little bit higher. Those got like 7s, 8s. But right. all of these are just like, they're just pumping out, you know, any any ripoff that they can get as far as Mario Kart or Smash Brothers or... I don't know. And, and I think that's why people, like... Uh, older people in the audience might not know this, but Shrek is actually a, a very a very uh, highly embraced meme by a lot of younger individuals, probably anyone like uh, 18 between the ages of like 15 and like 18 to 20. There was a lot of really big uh, Shrek memes that were floating around that uh, some of my students, I would (laughs) see them continuously like quoting and like talking about Shrek and like having him appear in just totally random situations, like in drawings and that sort of stuff. (laughs) Yeah. It's like the, and I think some of the reasons for that is because of how unabashed DreamWorks have been yeah. in handing out the licensing to their characters in order to get them on blankets and rubber ducks and shower curtains and literally anything. They, If they can do it, if they can stamp that big green smiling face on it, they will. And so I think a lot of uh, that 
a lot of that has fueled people's willingness to just have Shrek appear in like random stories that are like either horror based or tons of Shrek fan fiction uh, that immediately devolves into the most ridiculous uh, crossovers and uh, romantic relationships. It's it's almost like a there's been an absurdist take on that character and on that intellectual property that is just yeah fueled itself and it's become self perpetuating because it sort of makes fun of how prevalent and how uh, greedy the people do you think uh, that's made mike myers the most money he's in a lot of like you know yes i mean because he's done austin powers he's done you know wayne's world i'm I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if that made him the, the most money, but it's pretty insane that that, that could have made him the most money. I, it absolutely I has. think kind yeah. of uh, piggybacking off your point there, Tom, what's interesting is I'm kind of looking through here, and really the only player in the like the toy and the board game section, as far as Shrek goes, was like Hasbro and Milton Bradley. Like They, they pretty much cornered it. Usually when we see like a licensed property like this, we'll see you know, Cardinal or, or like Rose Art for Lord of the Rings. Everybody but, making yeah, they must have yeah. they must have known like just like like this is the like latch your you know hook your uh, hook your card up to this horse and you're gonna go far because because uh, it's like they've got Uno, uh, you know Monopoly, uh, Operation. So like you know your classic versions, they just throw a, throw a Shrek theme on there. And really, the only time you see it branching out to another to another publisher is like for these foreign games this argentinian version um there's a french version and and they just look like mm-hmm. absolute trash you know they're they're slightly more inspired than the straight reskins but but you know mostly just an excel sheet that they threw some threw some pictures on <laughs> so i'm actually this is a little bit of a side note here uh i went to fanfiction dot <laughs> after i said that and i was looking up like all the crossovers that they have for like the shrek universe and other like just having him interact with you know other people. Uh, can you guys guess the top four uh, interactions, like crossovers, like Shrek mixed with this universe? Oh, uh, Shrek and Sonic. <clears throat> Number one, yeah. ding ding ding, Family Feud. Very good. Twenty-one stories. <laughs> Of Shrek interacting with characters in the Sonic universe. Uh, Shrek and what's number Shrek two? And My Little Pony. Ooh, very close. That oh, was like uh, the, that was number nine. Okay. Shrek uh, and SpongeBob. I don't know how SpongeBob. No, goes no. SpongeBob is like number fifteen. Number two is Dora the Explorer. Oh, wow. No, I, w- yeah. I would not have. And I that. don't know one, why. The only the only other yeah. one that kind of popped in my head that I thought may may come up is like uh is like. Rick and Morty or something like that. Yeah, yeah. or Adventure Time or something along. I don't see that one. They do number three is Attack on Titan. (laughs) (laughs) What? And and number four makes a lot of sense. It's B movie, which is another (laughs) nice. Another one of those movies that turned into sort of a meme. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, the only correlation there is I have now played a board game about both of those games. So (laughs) there you go. That's great. Oh my gosh, that is insane! I... <laughs> Shrek's the Titan just attacking. Yeah, I was just thinking of that eating, <laughs> eating onions, giant onions. Probably eat arms. Uh, but yeah, so this game is sort of, uh, and this this character, it's games like this that fuel the, uh, I think the the veneer around Shrek and the uh, just the generation of content, and I think there's gonna, even going to be a Shrek Five, and we'll have to. It's quickly becoming. The Sonic the Hedgehog of movie. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I would say. 
Uh, is there anything that we're missing as far as the actual gameplay for this thing goes, Garrett? Because this thing is, I've got, I've got nothing. It's shallow. I've got I think we've covered as far it. As, to be honest. You know, it's it, it is shallow, but I, I think to a degree that I mean, like I said, there are more choices to be made, and there, you have a little bit more control than not your maybe not your typical roll and move game, but a lot of roll and move games that we've played. You know, like yeah. Brewopoly mm-hmm. or or you know buck hunt or buck quest or whatever it was called uh or right. or harry potter triwizard tournament so yeah I, I it is very shallow um it was but fun relatively it was a fun better it was fun translating everything into spanish but i you know props they they, they did a little bit to make you feel like you were playing a game <laughs> it, were there any reviews or comments on the tabletop simulator game because like we said it's not on board game geek no so but I, there's no reviews there no reviews but i have something in the description and it's great so this is from the creator um he, he writes in spanish uh, that we translated <laughs> i regret this immediately <laughs> <laughs> I present to you the Shrek 2 board game exclusive to Blockbuster in my country, which is obviously Argentina. I do not remember if it had a printed manual or not, and I could not find it. Um, But you can improvise house rules however you want. Uh, It is a game for two to four people. It is terrible, but it serves to hang out at least one time. Uh, And I upload it because I did not find much Shrek in Tabletop Simulator. So I love that the reason why he uploaded it was because he couldn't find enough Shrek material in an already niche space on Tabletop Sim in, in, uh, in Steam. So... Uh, I love how Tabletop Simulator is quickly becoming uh, an instrument of posterity. It's like the fanfic of board games. Yeah, I, I think to piggyback off what what Jeff said on his uh, entry into the workshop, also in the mm-hmm. rules he included, like the very first line, it's welcome to this game mess. And then he, he just goes into like objective, like here are the rules. And then at the very end, it, again, he just says, do I regret this? Dot, dot, dot. He keeps saying it. Yes. He knows it. <laughs> he's voicing it. He's voicing it out loud. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I regret this so much, but here it is. Oh man, it's out there now. I shouldn't have. There. I, mean, I can't stop it. But there also also to point out the just the the Shrek meme on the tabletop simulator mod. Just if you just do a quick search of Shrek and sort by relevance, the first three things you get are a Shrek figurine, which. You know, not a game, just a figurine you can throw into any board game. Uh, a Shrek die, which Every just has Shrek, Shrek face now. instead of pips, and then a Shrek lolly, which the description just read it's a uh, Shrek as a small girl. <laughs> <laughs> what the heck? Of course, I uh, I don't I don't think I have words that can possibly. <laughs> no. I think I think I'm ready to rate this game. I think I'm ready to uh, to, to leave the Shrek world. I it's, I am not long for this one. Uh, I will say that I I think that this game I do appreciate the fact that they were giving players a little bit of a choice with the treasure cards that they got. I like that those gave you abilities. I did think it was a little weird that like the second card that we got and we got it very fairly quickly within like <clears throat> the first like eight or nine minutes negated an entire part of the game and if you land on you get the potion card which is one of the three treasure cards you have to get and then if you land on another person's square you don't have to pay him any cookies anymore nice. so they got rid of like all of those that entire mechanic right. i just thought it was they did a little quick maybe that should have been the third one or something like that i don't know but um uh i i thought that the game was it was not memorable at all i don't think it was even memorable in its badness which is the worst kind of memorable. It was floating just above 
the the surface of the water so that you know it's it's an inconvenience it's sort of like the equivalent of that thin film that gathers on a stew or a a soup when you put it in the fridge (laughs) where it's you know it's not bad you can mix it back in and it'll pretty much go away and you'll forget in fact i scoop it off and just eat that away yeah (laughs) it's like it's it's not it's nothing more than a minor inconvenience it was over too quickly for it to be completely insufferable and for me to really nuke it, it gets the meh score of a three out of ten for me. It's it's nothing. It's nothing, kid. Yeah, I'll jump in here. So yeah, like, I, it's funny that we, it's funny that Argentina loves the Monopoly mechanics, and um, when we stumbled across it on the um, Spanish eBay type thing. It had mentioned it that this is a Monopoly type game, and we we're like, well, not really. And then more we dig into it, yeah, kind of. I guess a lot of Monopoly type mechanics. Um, something that I forgot to mention earlier was that early on, I got a card that let me um, just jump to any castle space and pick it up for free, and it was like pretty OP. I mean, it basically takes out a third of the game. Yeah. And, uh, so I, got, I had a pretty pretty fast advantage. I, I was behind in cookies, but I didn't even need it. And I could just pick whichever card I wanted. So it put me in a pretty big position to move forward. And I thought that was super unbalanced. Um, yeah, I, I'll, I'll mention, I'll agree with Garrett. Like, it's kind of nice that you have a little bit of choice. Although the choices that you do have that are set aside are, again, limited. Um, I, I wouldn't say it's, like, super thematic. Like, if you could do the bare minimum to say you themed a game, I, I'd say this is it. Like, they put the pictures on the board. They change currency to cookies. And you're collecting items that um, are just it happened to be in the movie. They're not even relevant in the movie itself. Um, so yeah, it wasn't that great? Uh, not super super memorable. I'm probably gonna score it similar to Thomas. Um, in fact, I'll I'll score it the exact same. I'll give it a three. Uh, I think the only use for Shrek Two El Juego de Mesa is as Babby's first pick up and deliver game, and <laughs> it. Maybe if you're like uh, you got a six or seven year old, you're trying to get into like Merchants of Venus or Wasteland Express Delivery Service or something like that. Oh yeah, the small jump up. Yeah, you you can just <laughs> drop them into this for a few years, and then uh, eventually you can work their way up to the those types of games. Uh, but that's it. It's uh, it's pretty, it's pretty, it's pretty terrible. Not fun. I think all y'all's points are very valid. The only other thing I'm gonna add to this is um, my score is going to be. Uh, related to the space that I died on, and that was space 38, the jail that I just had to wait out the rest of the game without <laughs> any possibility of getting out. It was it was space 38, uh, Shrek 2, you're getting a 3.8 from me. All right, what does that put us for the average? The sir? Rough Draft Games boys average is a 3.27, uh, and we got nothing to compare that to. So that is the definitive uh, rating on the internet, 3.27. It's out there. Done. You heard it here first, folks. I would also say that we would like to write a review for this, but uh, we can't really <laughs> since it's not on Board Game Geek. Uh, so what I think we can do instead is uh, here. Let me send you a Shrek fan fiction, Garrett, that I found. Okay. Uh, and you can read like uh, you can read until it starts making you uncomfortable. Okay. Onions. Sorry, not strong. Yeah. Onions are extremely powerful items that are capable of causing the complete and utter destruction of the universe, unless used properly. Shrek was one of the few <laughs> capable of harnessing the power and not becoming completely overwhelmed by the sheer amount of energy that radiated from them. Throughout his years of existence, he had used onions in order to benefit the world and all that lived within it. However, something happened one day that would change history forever. Everything started off as one might expect. 
He was eating onions, watching an early preview of Shrek 5 that he had been granted access to in order to review the movie and make it perfect. I like that he is not part of the movie. He is watching his own portrayal from DreamWorks, but that's, that's it's not a, it's a biography. Then he mm-hmm. bit into an onion and something magical happened. He felt a disturbance in the force and his <laughs> pants. Hey. He looked down and saw a massive bulge sticking out of his pants. See, now this this is why <laughs> this is why we can't have nice things because <laughs> no matter what you make, you will have a how many words is this fan fiction? Uh, this 21, is probably 000 about 21,000 words. 21,000 words. 21,000 18, words. 18 chapters. I'm just going to skip ahead to this the part stories. where Don- Donkey landed just next to Shrek and analyzed the situation. I think I know how to solve your problem, Donkey said. <laughs> Donkey blinked 57 times before replying, saying, we must climb into your boner and find out what lies at the end. Stop! This happened to my uncle once. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, it's funny. I, you know, can you imagine, you know, when you're in, like, first or second grade, you're starting to write short stories. And, uh, you know, Shrek is really popular. When you're kids, you like to write about what you like and... Maybe your teacher sits down to read and grade these papers, and she starts reading onions. Onions are extremely powerful items that are capable of causing the complete under destruction of the universe. And you're like, okay, this is kind of weird, but what, what, other, what, which of these other stories about My Little Pony and and uh, Super Mario Brothers isn't weird? And then, and then it gets into the boner part, and you're like, well, <laughs> okay, I don't, I don't want to know if this is original work or if this is, uh, or if this is plagiarized. But either way, yeah. Well, I uh, where do we go from here, Garrett? You know, we've given that was our happily ever after. I think that's it. <laughs> that's it. That's the end of our fairy tale as it goes for this. Without one, one oh, mention of Smash Mouth either. So. I know. And if you would like to send us your favorite Smash Mouth song, maybe there is a uh, you could you could tell us what your favorite uh, your favorite Shrek outtake is, or perhaps your your favorite piece of branded Shrek uh, merchandise. You can do so by uh, sending us a little pic at Rough Draft Games on Twitter, and then we can talk about your spending decisions. If we have done Argentina a great disservice in uh, our research for Grupo and GX, and you would like to get in touch with us and uh, correct the record, I'm happy to do a follow-up episode. Send us some email at roughdraftgames at gmail.com. Uh, also looking for game recommendations, if you have anything that we can play virtually, tabletop simulator. Uh, I can't quite get into half-price books and browse the board games yet, so if you got anything we can play, print and plays, like I said, tabletop simulator, anything like that, send us, send them our way, roughdraftgames and lastly if you're if you just love shrek one or two three or four or five and want to get more shrek one or two or three or four or five uh figuring out things to eat things to things to listen to while you watch the movie other board games that you can play we don't have any of that but come on down to roughdraftgames.com uh we have our thematics for real games that we like to play um thematically uh, interesting things like food and, and music. Um, other episodes of Roll and Move, which have games, other Monopoly type games, other really bad, really poorly themed games that we cover. And of course, the game that we're releasing this year, All Rise, which you can follow, uh, hopefully coming up on Kickstarter soon. And uh, you know what, Jeff? I feel like that we could get the rights to do Shrek 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5. I feel like all it takes at this point is just a strongly worded All Rise, uh, All Rise of Shrek Edition. So I'll rise the Shrek addiction. Yep, we can we can do that. <laughs> Courtroom cases in the swamp. It's a it's a perfect fit. Lord Farquaad you know, just uh, sues. 
<laughs> sue shrek for some sort of domestic abuse or something yeah or uh, imminent domain on the swamp you know exactly. we'd be happy to prosecute that <laughs> all right garrett i think it's time to uh let this give give the give the shrek back to the kids take it out of our hands before we ruin it from striking midnight our fairy godmother is taking our onion carriage away well, uh, Shrek is going to squint as if he was just blinded by a flashbang and see us go, but was not fully looking at it, and say, how can I mess something like that up? And then fade into darkness. <laughs> <laughs>